Welcome listeners to another inspiring season of the JMT Media Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Tacarante, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this journey of exploration, growth, and transformation. In this season, season four, we're diving deep into a theme that resonates not only with the realm of businesses, but also within the very hearts of our communities, peace within your business and within your community. It's a season dedicated to unraveling the threads that connect inner harmony, successful enterprises, and the well-being of the societies we live in. Hey y'all, this is Jacqueline Tacarante with JMT Media, and we are here, season four, super excited, and we are in the heart of Harlem with my dear friend, Miss Melba! Girlfriend. Girl. So happy to have you here. Thank you. In my house, which is also your house. I'm loving it. So, you know, I used to live on 132nd and Lenox, and I loved being in the heart of Harlem. The community was wonderful. Plus, nobody messes with a 5'11 Amazon (laughs) Texas woman, right? Beautiful Amazon Texas woman. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, this season of our podcast, you know, let me rephrase. Previous seasons, we had talked about how you start a business, how do you grow a business, um, where elected officials lie in supporting small businesses. And this past year, I've been on a truly a spiritual journey of understanding what my purpose is, what my why is, because a lot of opportunities are presented when you have a business. Yes. And so if you've never grown up in an entrepreneurial household, sometimes it's hard to define and figure out which journey, which road do I go down. So this season is really focused on your piece once you figure it out as a business owner. Um, Because one of the things I've learned from my dear friend, Ms. Katia Gordon, shout out to her, is that if you don't have your spiritual, like more for your north, your due north in check, nothing else really matters. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about your history. So let's talk about your history. and I'm gonna let you just go for it because I love talking to you, you're just Aww. wonderful. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure and a joy to see you. And congratulations on this season Oh, for thank you. you, I appreciate it. I think it's interesting that you chose foundation, core, peace. Um, because after what we have been through with COVID, I think that's what it took for me to understand and to hold up, slow down, wait a minute. What about me? Born, bread, and butter, right here in the village of Harlow. Uh, came from a family that consisted of, consisted of a mom, my dad, and who was, who was my stepfather, and um, a brother, sister. But it also consisted of a village that poured, and still does pour, into me. What do I mean by that? If I did something on the corner, of 138th Street and 7th Avenue, by the time I got up the street to Lenox, my hand been popped, you know, my legs been popped, okay, okay, somebody sitting on the stoop, another person sitting on the uh, fire escape, you know, but it was a village that cared. Growing up in Harlem, uh, culture, James Baldwin, the the music, Nina Nina Simone, uh, the birthplace of the music known as bebop, the mecca of black culture. Yeah. And so when those seeds are sowed into you, those are things 
that you never forget. They're forever embedded in your DNA. Wanting to join this crazy world of the food and beverage industry. You know, my, my Aunt Sylvia, I was working in Wall Street, my Aunt Sylvia said, why don't you come and help me at the restaurant? And so I did, caught the bug, fell in love with it. I've worked everything from front of the house to back of the house to back to front of the house and realized that I love every part of this house. I love that. 114th Street and Frederick Douglass, right where we are, um, the block down the street was one of the most notorious drug blocks. Mm -hmm. And I would always complain about it. Well, it's one thing to complain about it. It's another thing to do something about it. On a flight one day, I heard a flight attendant say, in case of an emergency, put on your mask first. Had I heard this before? Of course. Yeah. But on this day, and what I was going through in my life, it was an epiphany. Mm. It was a life-changing moment for me. And I said, let me see how much money I've saved under my mattress. Because my mama saved her money under her mattress. My grandmama saved, and my great grand you know. Because banks, there was a trust issue. Come on right? now, come I on mean, now. everything from the Latin culture, the black culture, right. the Native American That's culture. Right. We're like, hmm, mm. where are we going to keep our coins? Exactly. We got to roll it up. Where's my rubber band? Come on, girl. You already know. So it was either there or First National <laughs> today. <laughs> Yes, I put emphasis on the day. Yeah, the day. <laughs> the day. I love it. Love day. it. Um, so I said, let me go home and count and see how much money I saved up. I started counting and counting. Then I got scared. It was three hundred and twelve thousand. Stop. Three hundred. I didn't even. I thought maybe it was eight thousand. Three. How long have you been saving? I've been saving for years. It's just something I've been so on my own since I was seventeen years just old. Just put it. Um, so every Friday when I got paid. Some Fridays it was $5. Some Fridays it was $100. It was whatever I had left over. Yeah, after paying bills and living in Groceries, yeah. etc. And um, I said, I'm going to invest in a community that invests in, in me. And that block used to hurt my soul. Mm. And um, there was a for rate sale on the window, and I called the number. And the rest is history. That was in 2004. I opened in 2005, but for me, opening on this corner in Harlem was uh, being able to lead by example, showing people that if I can come from this neighborhood, which most people consider a ghetto, yeah, Harlem was the ghetto, well, so people thought that if I can come here and do this, you can too. If I can, so can you. So it was a message of hope. It was a message of Harriet Tubman, who there's a statue right down the left. You, look, you walk out the doors of the restaurant on 122nd Street, there's a monument, there's a statue to her, and it says, um, one of my favorite Harriet Tubman quotes are, every dream begins with a dreamer. Mm. So it was a story of hope, it was a story of dream, dreams do come true, and that this is not just for me, this is about we. How many people can I employ? How many kids can I take out of that block yeah. and say, you can come here, you can become a dishwasher, you can become a runner, you can become a chef, you can, you can even own the joint. I okay. like that. You're like, okay. help me help you. Yeah. The sky's the yeah. limit. And that's what I it was about that. for me. So that was in 2005, and, and like I say, the rest is history. We've wow. had kings and queens and dukes mm -hmm. and duchesses. and This is the and spot for every elected. Yeah. Every elected. Yeah. Definitely. By the grace of God. Yeah. Um, but it's not just because the food is incredible. It's also because when you walk in, 
your team, I mean, my son is here with us, and as soon as we walked in, literally your staff were the most welcoming because they also have family, they also yes. have children, so they understand that like, some days mommy wants to bring you to work. Yes. And so, like, that was the biggest thing when I first came in now with my son, because I came in here many, many years ago when I worked at, when I was in Harlem, 132nd and Lenox, like I told you, and I didn't have any money. So anytime a man wanted to take me on a date, I'd be like, yes, you can take me to Melba's. Well, thank you for making sure that we got the That's light and gas bills paid. Thank you so much for contributing to that fund. I mean, my favorite part was your, your staff never looked at me weird when no, I would be here on a Tuesday no. night or a Friday night. No and then I met my lovely husband of 10 plus Aww. years, Joe Bear. Um, but Melba's is a staple in Harlem, but also it's a staple in the New York City tourism world. So that's how I officially like really, really got to meet Melba was NYC and Tourism and Company. They are doing a new campaign and so I got to meet you and I was like, I'm vibing with her spirit. Yes. I'm You're like, amazing. I love it. Thank You're you. You're amazing. Also. Takes one to know yeah. one. My sister's from another My sister, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like, let's, so let's move on to the part of like, okay, you built your business, it's doing a phenomenal job, you built it on your own, really. I mean, yes, yes you built it in collaboration with your community, mm -hmm. but it was your baby, it was your dream to build this. And then how did you sustain that dream? Because now you're at a place where you have catering businesses, you are literally on Good Morning America and every TV show, Fox News, every other week because clearly you're doing something right. And so I think a lot of young entrepreneurs assume that once you reach the top, that you're done. Like, how did you sustain that? But how did you also sustain being a humble pie and being at peace with where you're at? Well, I think a lot of it, thank you, first of all. Um, but I think a lot of it have, has to do with not forgetting from whence I've come. Yeah. Um, and knowing that I'm so hungry. Like, there's so much more that I have to do. There's so many more lives that I want to impact, mm -hmm. that I need to impact, that I desire, to, and that I will impact. Yeah. So, I'm always looking for the next thing. Um, some people can say that's a curse, but I'm never satisfied. I'm very, um, I don't want to say hard on myself, but I expect a lot from me. Yeah. And I never want to be here and just take up space. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel God has put all of us, but I can only really speak for me, on this earth for a purpose. Mm. And I want to fulfill those, those purposes. purposes. Plural. Yes. And yeah. also, on a personal level, my joy comes from making other people happy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm such it. a helper and a giver. Yeah. Are you a Virgo? I'm an Aries. Oh, I'm okay. Aries. I'm an Aries. I'm like, I'm a Virgo. Yeah, I'm an Aries. Yeah, yeah. Love so it. So it gives me so much joy. And I want to also go back to talking about my team. I always say no one works. I have no partners or no investors. But um, no one works for me. They work with me. Yeah. And uh, I don't hire the person that has the most experience. Yeah, I, hire I, the I agree that, with you. Yeah, I hire the person that genuinely loves people. Yeah, I can teach you how to set up a table. I can teach you how to open a bottle of wine. I can teach you Preach. how to cook. But I cannot teach you how to genuinely be kind and how to genuinely love people. You know, we talk about that in my office at JMT Media. I'm like, 
I like working with young adults that come straight out of college or even high school because I can't. I can teach you how to write a press release, right, pitch it, or, right. but I cannot teach you how to be courteous, kind, yeah. humble, ambitious. Yes. Like I want to give you those tools that you need to like move things along, like in your career. And so I totally, totally yeah. get where you're coming from. But I also that. hire yeah. a lot of seniors because they are the forgotten gems. Wait, wait, like senior, senior, like, oh, like senior, seniors, like over. I have people that work with us here at Melvis in their seventies and eighties. I love it. Oh, I definitely. Love it. I love it. So we can't count our seniors out. I like they that. are an untapped resource. I like that. A lot of them still extremely vibrant. They love to work. Let me tell you, the seniors don't show up late and they don't call out sick. Ah! Okay? Okay? They don't even know what that is. Okay. They show up they on don't. time. They and if don't. they break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend, it's not a problem for a week. <laughs> I don't know about it. I don't know about it. Nor do I want to know about right. it. Um, but the work ethic is definitely different. So I love hiring senior That's citizens. Awesome. Oh, yeah, people. I didn't even think about that. I hire a lot of seniors. A lot. One gentleman, Champ, that we have, who I've known Champ since I was a teenager. But Champ um, used to work at the Flash Inn for 42 years. Oh, wow. And he's worked at Melba's for 12 years. Oh, so, so I'm not going to do the math. Uh, he's been but, in the business. Oh, he's been in the in, he's been in the industry forever. I can't teach loyalty. Mm. I can't teach dedication. Mm. And Champ will work here until he is ready to leave. I love you that. know even during COVID, he was like Miss Melba. I want. I'm like no, Champ. <laughs> he, he lives in Far Rockaway, so he has to take two a bus and two trains to get here. I'm like no. Oh, that's love. No, that's we, commitment. We need you to be healthy and strong. Yeah. But also, working is what keeps him going, is what keeps him motivated. It's one of the things that keeps him young. But we have a few seniors that, that work with us, and it's always an honor and pleasure to have them on board. Plus, the camaraderie between them and the, the younger, younger, oh my, it's dynamic. Because they need a mentor. Yes, yes. Like, you know, we talked about this on previous episodes. So I also run a nonprofit called the New York City Digital Media Center. So I teach high school students how to do podcasting, oh, so video cool. editing, all of that stuff. But I learned immediately that the young adults, they need a mentor. Mm -hmm. And Jacqueline can't be a mentor to everybody, so I try to pair them up with people that I know in elected office, Wonderful. small businesses, et cetera, so that way they can have a mentor long term. But yeah. I think that's incredible that you're really thinking about this like holistically on a 360 scale. Totally. Like, how do I not only make my seniors happy, but how do I make my young ones that are a little bit more flexible and they do a lot more, but right. they can partner with a senior and have a mentorship. And, That's the, and then cool. the seniors learn how to use iPhone, <laughs> the Android, the POS system. Because some of them have never used a, a computer before. Yeah. Right. So it's, believe me, it's such a win-win for oh them, God. for both of them, and, and, and also for me. You know, for the younger generation, the older generation, yeah. it's a win for me. I love that. I love that. Um, you have some amazing dishes. So can you talk about some of your staple dishes? Sure. So food to me is a conduit for bringing a diverse group of people together. Yeah. Literally. Um, food doesn't discriminate. No. It doesn't care what your ethnicity is. Mm -hmm. It doesn't care how much you have in a bank, how much you don't have in a bank. It doesn't care what your religious background is. The only thing it, it, it requires is that you sit at a table. And I love when we have a diverse group of people over and we're sitting at a table um, and the common denominator yeah. is the food. Food is also a wonderful way for us to share our culture yeah. and for us to share stories. So with my family is from Hemingway, South Carolina. Food was 
the nucleus mm -hmm. for everything we did, whether it was the birth of a newborn baby mm. or a, a, a marriage proposal or someone transitioning on from their life. Mm. Um, it was always at the center. So these are recipes that came from my grandmother, Amelia, most of them. Um, but of course, Grandma Mia made her collard greens with ham hocks. <laughs> I used smoked turkey. I had to learn uh, about all that because yeah. I'm from Texas, yeah, exactly. so I had to learn. Yeah. I had to learn. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother had that little tin can on the side of the on the side of the, of so the, the stove. Same, so that way yes, you pour girl, it all you oil. get all, yep. get that oil and the, and the bacon oil. Yes, I already know. Yes. I remember growing up, my mom's like, "You save the the oil. You yes. need it." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it seasons the vegetables. Yeah. you know, um, but. Here at Melbus, what we do is it, you can come into this dining room, and our food is called comfort food, aka soul food. It's inclusive. Yeah. You can see someone celebrating a child celebrating their first birthday, or someone celebrating a 100th birthday. Yeah. Business uh, meetings. People literally come from all over, not I the country, but all over the world, and we don't advertise. Oh so, yeah, I was looking on my. I mean, full disclosure, y'all. So we walked in. We came in early, of course, with the team to set up. There were droves of people outside, and they're clearly from diverse communities. Yeah. It's yeah. not just folks that are here right. in the neighborhood. From all over, you could tell that they're coming to have your authentic comfort soul food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, in lieu of advertising, what we do with our advertising budget, and I say we because I have 54 employees at this, this location and at my That's kitchen. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank People you. don't understand what it's like to hit payroll every two Girl, weeks. No, every they, week. They, oh, yeah, I forgot. In the restaurant mm, business, hospitality every, every week. week. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, most of us every week. Um, but... So for us, it's it's really important that people woke up and decided to come here. There are over 26,000 restaurants in the city. Yeah. And I'm the president of the New York City Hospitality Alliance. So oh. to know that people woke up and decided to come here and we don't advertise, that it's word of mouth, mm -hmm. or that when Harry and Megan hadn't been on a date in years and he asked her where in the world she wanted to go and she said Melvis, mm. you know, and- I love that. But the kings and queens are also the kings and queens in our community. That's right, that's that come right. In once a week, twice a week, three, you know, three times a week. And that's how we pay our bills. So when you talk about economic empowerment, yeah. the only way to provide that is to make sure that dollars circulate within, within the community, community at least eight times. So what does that mean? For me, when I get my hair done, I go to Rosa, hmm. who's on 113th Street, or I go to Elizabeth, who's on 125th Street. We have to make sure when I get my pedicure, I go across the street, or I go to Chic Nails down the street two blocks away. Yeah. I'm always, uh, I go to the bark shop to take my dog to be groomed. Always making sure, I go to Harlem Cycle to get my exercise on. You know, so always um, making sure that we're spending resources within our community to keep our community economically viable. I love that. Now you said, I don't want you to gloss over this, but you said you're the president of the oh. New York City <laughs> Hospitality Alliance. Yes. Now Staten Island has a couple of folks that are on there. Um, Peter Botros, yes, of course. Yes, yes. Um, so shout out to Peter Botros, but also uh, Massimo Felice yeah. from Venom. Um, but one of the things that I noticed in doing a lot of research about you was y'all had a write-up several years back with the Michelin Guide. And for those of y'all that are tuning in and listening, the Michelin Guide, it's like the creme de la creme. And it was so beautifully written about just your history, where you're at, and where you want to go. And the article was written several years back, but it still remains true to this day of everything that you're saying. So you are consistent 
in your thought process and your business. And I think a lot of times, not just restaurants, hospitality, but a lot of small businesses, they just jump to the new thing and they don't understand. Keep it consistent to the core. But this so, is who I am. Yeah. My food, my service speaks to who I am. So yeah. when you talk about peace, mm. which we spoke about earlier, the peace is being true to who I am. Yeah. Being my authentic self unapologetically. Yeah. You know, the first thing that people will hear me say is I'm born, bred, and buttered in the village of Harlem. You yes. know, um, and I've been saying that before it was sexy and cool to be here yeah, because yeah. I'm literally born in a Harlem hospital. Um, but being comfortable in my history and who I am and knowing that I am enough yeah. and knowing that my food, the food that was once considered garbage food, mm. you know, the pig ears, the pig tails, yeah. the pig feet, the food that people didn't want. Um, and we had to cook that for our families, the rubbish food and turn it, it, turn it into delectable fare so that our families could go and work the plantation. Um, I just saw, well not just, during COVID, High on the Hog, it yes. was on Netflix, mm -hmm. and I didn't learn. Like, you, you only know what you know, right? Right, right? And so even people just assume that other minorities know about other minority groups, but you don't know unless you like listen, read, like, you know, some minorities don't know about their, their own history. Yeah, so. yeah. And so yeah. I did not know half of that until I watched this documentary series and I thought to myself, how incredibly resilient and beautiful is this culture, but also the sheer will to never, ever, ever give up. Never give up. I mm. mean, when we look at slavery, that's what it was about. Yeah. You know, um, we were separated from our kids. From, from our husbands, from our wives, from our family members, and placed in a land where we didn't speak the language. Some were dropped off in the Caribbean, some were dropped mm -hmm. off here, there, you know, all around the world. Um, and we had to make do after everything was stripped from Everything was stripped from us. Um, so when you look at things like rice, you know, when you look at okra, when you look at greens, these are these are items and recipes and seasonings that a lot of us brought from Africa with mm -hmm. us here to this country. When you look at the beat of the drum, the rhythm of the drum was the way that we used to communicate. So there, there's a sense of survival in us, um, and that's what keeps me surviving. Yeah. Like I say, you know, I have a rough day at Melba's, and I go and I look to I look to my right, and there's an amazingly stunning Frederick Douglass on 110th Street. And I look to my left, and there is one of my sheroes, my shero, Harriet Tubman. And I go, I won't complain. Just like that spiritual hymn. Who am I to complain? If Harriet Tubman could build an underground railroad with dogs and water hoses, everything against her. What, what do I have to complain about? I just have to stay focused, don't give up, and realize in life, these are not stumbling blocks. No. These are stepping stones. stones. I agree. And once you understand that, there's no reason to say why. Oh, yeah. You say, why not? Mm -hmm. For the longest time, you know, our viewers and our listeners for our podcast, for the longest time, I really, people knew that I came from Texas, but they really didn't understand, like, my history because... In our culture, it's like you keep all of your secrets behind. Oh, you keep it in your household. Nobody needs to know what's Same going thing. on. 
And then as you get older, you realize, wait, these aren't triggers. These are, I got to let people know where I'm from. Right. So that way they can learn who I am. Yes, yes. And um, so being Native American, but also being Mexican American, mm -hmm. it's like, wow. It's like, there's so many cultures, so many innuendo things that are coming. It's kind of like, I don't know if you ever saw Selena, the movie where J-Lo oh, goes, of course, right? Bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb. Oh. Like you can't, bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb. bomb. Oh. Hey. I think about Selena so much. <laughs> if only she were what I, what she could That's be story. even more. I, right? I, I have chills with you just saying it. But she made a reference in the movie and it's so true. She's like, I'm not Mexican enough and I'm not American enough, but I have to be able to eat frijoles, but also understand yes. what's going on in the world. And it's the exact same thing. And yeah. you have, in translating that to Melba's, you have really combined your two loves, not just your community, but also the culture and the food. And you've maintained a level of peace and I've seen it consistently over the years um, without you even really knowing. Thank you. So I'm just so proud, like you. I'm so proud that you never gave up because a lot of small business owners, beyond the five years, they give up. It can get hard. Like, I don't care what nobody says. Oh, this wasn't my first right. rodeo. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of failures. Yeah. And, and I think, and I have to talk about that mm -hmm. too. I have to talk about the failures uh, that were really failures. Again, yeah. they were stepping stones. Um, you know, I was partners with Drew and Rock De Niro on a project that after two and a half years didn't happen. I was partners with Artie Cutler on what's now Virgil's that was set up to be Melba's. Oh, wow. You know, that I ended up walking away from the deal um, at the 11th hour. Um, so there were some, some, and there it's some, 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 some oh, things. Yeah. But those things gave me my PhD in this industry. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that when, uh, when an issue happens, I know how to handle it yeah. and how to deal with it. And I know that trouble don't last always. Mm -mm. And I know to hang in there and I know how to come through the fire and through yeah. the limit and know that it's going to be all right. That's right. That's you know? right. Because you get the skills. You learn over totally. The, not to sound rude, but like the disappointment doesn't affect you like it does the first time around. Come on now. The second time around, you're like, okay, I didn't really see that coming, mm -hmm. but all right, I, I can handle it. And I, I'm very solution driven. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is this is the problem. Yeah. Problems can be solved. That's right. That's right. What's the solution? How do I get to the other side of this? Yeah. And that's how I think. There's always going to be issues. There's always, always. Because nobody's the same. Yeah. Nobody's. Such is life. That's amazing. But that's also I, the beauty of life. Because also the way how you handle the problems and the way how you create the solutions. Mm -hmm. That can sometimes cause somebody out of left or right field being like, ooh, I didn't know Melba had it in her. Okay, ooh, I didn't know JMT. Yep. Because it's all about the solution totally. at the end of the day. Totally, totally. I love that. Totally. I love that. And how do we tell those coming up to put, these are the landmines, because we don't want them to step on the same mines yeah. that we did. Yeah. Not that we want to shield them from everything. No. They're going to have issues and problems also, but how do you get over those things? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what's important. Um, but I love what I do. To be able to bring people joy using food is that vehicle to do so. Being able to bridge gaps and to have people at the table collectively. Oh. And um, a positive and joyful. Yeah. Like who comes to a restaurant not happy and joyful? Right, right. <laughs> and we've, you know, we've been able to do the same thing at Melba's in Central Park, yeah. which that location, um, we used to go and we could not afford, we meaning my family, we couldn't afford 
to pay to be on the ice, to ice skate. Mm. And so we used to stand on the overlook and we used to watch. We're just watching, but. Watch, right, that was our entertainment. Mm. That same overlook is now a velvet there. It's been there for two years. So won't he or she do it? I'm telling <laughs> you, know? you that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing because you could easily, you know, unfortunately a lot of young adults in that same position would have that negative connotation of like, I'll never be this, I'll never do that. But not you. You had it in you and you were like, no, I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going to do something. That's and amazing. I think that's what grit does for us. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's growing up in a community. And some people may or may not understand this um, or agree with this, and that's yeah. okay. That's also what being in a community that's rooted in faith. Mm. That's rooted in faith. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. So, 132nd and Lenox. Mm -hmm. And I grew up going to church. And when I first came here, I was like, well, where do I find church? And I remember a lady on the corner on 125th said, come in. So I went to the local Baptist church. Girl. And they welcomed me Girl. with open arms. So Girl. I was there for like two years. I loved Girl. it. Okay. Loved it. But being in that community that's rooted in faith mm -hmm. is everything. Because it teaches you how to get through a situation. Yeah. It teaches you, you know, I tell my friends all the time, faith and worry can't live in the same house. Mm, I like that, repeat that. Faith and worry cannot live in the same house. I love if that. If you believe that God's gonna work it out, why are we worrying about it? That's right, okay. I love it, I love that. Because do you have faith or do you not? That's right. You know, it doesn't mean that we just sit back and say, okay, Lord, you say you're gonna work this out. <laughs> no, he, he gives us things so that we can work it out as well. Um, but faith and worry can't live in the same house. I love that. I love that. I am so excited to see the future of Melba's and where you're going to grow. I know you have amazing products here. Yes. I want to give a shout out. Okay, so I'm definitely going to buy some of this. But look, y'all. Red cayenne. This is Miss Melba's hot sauce that's here. Also, y'all, Melba's has their own barbecue sauce. And you can buy all of this online or here inside the restaurant. But I'm going to tell you right now, barbecue sauce, shout out to Bearded Barbecue NYC, my hot husband, Joe Bear. But you do not have to just have barbecue sauce only during the summertime. Right. Don't be on trend. Have barbecue all year long. So you can buy this also online. And then you mentioned that you have a cocktail, what? A, a low calorie cocktail. Okay. So I'm gonna give you some to take home with you. Whoa, 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 hold on, back up. What is it called? It's called Melba's Comfort Cocktail. Melba's. And right now you can only get it at Melba's. And Ooh. we're super excited about it. Yeah. Ooh. I have a lot of friends that will say, oh, I don't want the calories of a mm -hmm. regular cocktail. Mm -hmm. So it's 100, it's 100 calories. And it tastes delicious. So. Okay, so I'll take double. I got that's you. 200 calories. I'm keeping my count. I got you. <laughs> so before we wrap up, Melba, um, can you give me two pieces of advice? Because for us, the goal of this entire podcast is really to show young entrepreneurs, especially mompreneurs, mm -hmm. like how to not give up. So two pieces of advice that you can give. It could be from spiritual to accounting to sure. whatever. But two pieces of advice that you would give to young entrepreneurs. Sure. Um, well, I was actually going through a divorce with a four-year-old son when Melba's opened. So I know a lot about the mompreneurs. Um, but for me, it's two things. First thing is it's always about your team. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to surround yourself with people 
that are strong in areas that may not be your key areas, mm -hmm. your strongest areas. Um, oftentimes we, I don't want to be the smartest one in the room. That's right. If I'm the smartest one in the room, I shouldn't be paying payroll to no one else. So I surround myself with, with a team that's strong in areas that I'm not, frankly. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Make sure you have a, you know, a, good, a good lawyer, a good accountant, a good manager, a good assistant, whatever your, whatever your um, business uh, needs are. And then the second thing I would say is don't give up. Don't accept the word no. Um, no to me means you have to go under it, over it, around it, or through it, but you have to get it done. Yeah. And I always go, it's not impossible, it's I'm possible. Shift, be, be comfortable in shifting the letters um, and the meaning for something. Uh, you know, yeah. people said, oh, there's no way you can open a restaurant. You're black, check. You're female, check. And you're from Harlem, check. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And you had a child. And yeah. I had a child, check. And I was going through a divorce. And they said, there's no way you, you can do this. And for me, um, those are not liabilities. Those are assets. Mm. Mm. So when people are looking at things as you can't do this because of this, nah, turn it around. Never liabilities. Those are the reasons you will. It was because I was a mom that I knew that I had to do something not just for me, but it had to be for legacy building, for, yeah. for not just my child, but the kids in the community that I've come from that's been told that they can, that's been told that they wouldn't. I had to stand for them. I had to accomplish this for them. Um, you know, it's, it's because I was going through a divorce. I had to show my ex-husband, boo, I got look this. at this. <laughs> I can do this, with or without you, boo, I got it. Um, so you let those things fuel you, mm -hmm. not bring you down. Don't let yeah. them tear, tear you down. Let them fuel, fuel that inner fire that's within you. And um, don't give up. Don't, suppose I gave up when, when the Minton's deal didn't happen. Suppose I gave up when, when the, the, what's now Virgil's deal did, didn't yeah. happen. You know, um, there would never be a Melvis. So I had to go through those things to get to where I am today. I love it. I love it. Um, first it's off. life, right? This has been probably one of my favorite episodes oh. because it's very rare to find a woman in business that, yes, marriage, divorce, children, doors being closed at her are not obstacles but stepping stones. But you have consistently, and I've been watching, you've been consistent in maintaining this like spirit of just like, I'm gonna get, get her done. And, I just like love women like that, and I'm just grateful that God put us in each other's paths. Well, you in are the green a woman room. like that. You, <laughs> you recognize, you see, yeah. there's a lot of each other in one another. Yeah, so. yeah. And We're so, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, look, y'all, make sure that you follow Miss Melvis Kitchen. We're gonna put all the details down below. Follow her website. Follow her on Instagram. And if you are in the heart of Central Park or you are up here at 114th in Harlem, make sure you come and stop by, get that skinny cocktail, get that barbecue sauce. Uh, make sure you share this episode, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, or on TV. Thanks so much, y'all. Bye.